Welcome back, everybody. That's right. Hello. It's a new episode of Feet Picks, not four months apart from each other. You may be shocked to see this Don't on your feet. We're, you know, we're trying. We're trying to get consistent again. Bi-weekly is the goal. Um, you may notice that we are down a member. <laughs> <laughs> to no one's surprise, we could only coordinate two out of three. I'll let the fans decide who's missing. We'll see, we'll see who can get in. <laughs> just just yanking your chain, Tom. We like to crap on him when he's not here because he can't defend it's easy. himself. Yeah. He's probably still asleep. It's it's noon, uh, West Coast time, but you know. Tommy runs to the beat of his own drum. That's right. He's He's no masters. He's, you know... He's his own man. He's probably making pancakes right now. Uh, that's, I think, a pretty safe bet. Pancakes, pancakes and turkey bacon. <laughs> uh, Daily. We, yeah, we, so we have this group chat going on, obviously, for, for those out of the loop, for all three of you that aren't in the group chat that listen to the show. Um, Thomas has made pancakes and turkey bacon for maybe the last seven days straight. And he always it feels sends like a picture. Months, months have this has been happening. I, I, see, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt of seven days because the last three months are essentially all a blur at this point. That's true. With the whole quarantine thing going on. Um, but yeah, he's he's eating the same breakfast. I, I don't know if he knows it. Like what it's maybe it's like a groundhog day situation for him where he's just living <laughs> the same day over and over and over on the West Coast. Um, but yes. Tommy T is unable to join us, uh, so it's me and Josh, and uh, we're talking we're talking some quarantunes today. It's the theme we're going for. It's been a long time since we've talked music. You could say that. It's also just been a long time since we've had an episode. <laughs> so it's been a long time since we've talked anything. It's true. Um, it actually kind of feels like quarantine is almost like winding down. I think people are just like giving up. Yeah, people have given up for sure. Um... I mean, I ran technically through Kroger today and, Yeah. Yeah. I ran through Kroger today and like pro- the last time I was in there, it was like 90% mask wearers. And today mm-hmm. it was like one in five, maybe. Yeah. I don't think people get like it's we're relaxing quarantine, but you're still <laughs> supposed to be doing the social distancing right, stuff. Right with the masks and like six feet apart and groups of 10 or whatever. But like, I think people were just like, Oh, quarantine's done. Virus is over. We got them. Yeah. The virus is canceled, bro. The virus, we canceled COVID-19. It's the, the final victory was a cultural victory. <laughs> it's it, the, the problem is, is that people have like the same mentality where everybody was like, Oh, if we change our way of life, the terrorists win. It's that doesn't apply to a virus, though. Uh, <laughs> it's not like the, the, the virus is not trying to intimidate you. It's just a virus. Um, but, you know, we, we had our coronavirus episode. We won't dwell. Uh, there was actually I was surprised today. Oh, I yeah. walked by the toilet paper aisle for like, you know, to humor myself. Yeah. And it was like at like 60 percent capacity. I don't know if I was just in there at the right time. But the last time I was in there, it was barren. I was actually shocked nature is healing where we are the virus folks <laughs> the toilet paper has returned to its natural environment oh man well that's good because i'm starting to run a little low yeah get out there i actually you know i was ahead of the curve with the whole toilet paper shortage uh shannon was ragging on me because i told her maybe like two or three weeks ahead of time to start amazoning some toilet paper so we could get a little stockpile going and she was like this is dumb and lo and behold we have not had any 
worries for toilet paper. Look at that. So, you know, just just saying. Uh, paper towels have been the big thing, though. We've uh, I've got a ton of paper towels. We need to do maybe like a swap at some point, like a meat swap. We can figure um, something out. Apart, of course, we'll roll them across an empty parking lot at each other. <laughs> and then spray them down. <laughs> yeah. I'll spray it down with Clorox so it's nice and like sopping wet. Um, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, we're talking some music today. There's been a lot of, uh, of, of new tunes coming out uh, over the past couple weeks. These mu- musicians aren't, uh, aren't letting quarantine keep them down. So what would have been your, uh, I know you have a couple highlights that you want to, uh, um, discuss for, for like new albums. Um, I've listened to a lot of the shaky graves. It's like an EP though. I don't really count it as like an album, but, um, yeah. came out along with like this YouTube series he's been doing where he like talks Ooh. about just like his kind of journey so far. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I think Very it's called nice. like hello gorgeous or something like that. <laughs> hello to you too. <laughs> hey shaky uh <laughs> right back at you <laughs> and then we had mount joy i don't think the full album is out yet i think it's coming out sometime in may a couple singles dropping in the meantime yeah there's like a significant amount that are at least out so far i was listening yeah. a little bit earlier today um because i was looking at this there's this like vinyl subscription service that Ooh. drew holcomb runs okay and that was the upcoming one. So I might sign up for it. It's got like a clear yellow vinyl. Looks kind of cool, like a limited Ooh. press. We love a good colored vinyl. That's uh, it's all the rage these days. Um, But then, yeah, I mean, it looks like there's one, two, seven songs out already for okay. the new album. I don't know how long it's going to be, but it's like, you know how they'll release like singles and then they'll just combine them into like yeah. a makeshift EP as like time goes on? Yeah, that's what they're at right now. Um, that seems to be like the new trend is just kind of breadcrumbing your way yeah. to the full album, and then like by the time the actual album drops, you've only haven't heard like three songs. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no surprises left. So that one is, I think it's by Mount Joy. I think the mm-hmm. song is going to be called Re- or the album is Rearrange Us. I think is what the album is going to be called. Okay. But it's mt dot space j o y. Mount Joy. I'm glad you're like that out. Indie sound, kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of my usual. Yeah. Alley. Yeah. <laughs> no. no no surprises from the Avrilla clan today. This one might stun you. Oh. Actually probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, so this one is an album by uh Haley Williams, famous yeah. from uh Paramore. Classic. Her new album Pedals for Armor. It's it's actually pretty good. I really liked it. Um, On a level of like middle school scene to like, I don't know. I described it. Fall Out Boy, Sell Out Rock. Where are we on there? This is how I just, I texted Sam about it, friend of the show. Um, I was like, have you listened to this yet? Because he's probably like the one person that I would think that would have. And he said he didn't yet. But I, I told him, I said, it kind of reminds me of like peak, Paramore, Haley Williams mixed with Paula Abdul Pete as well. <laughs> That's quite the hybrid. <laughs> if that makes sense. Because you'll have like, you know, the songs that are sound like vintage Paramore, but then there'll be kind of yeah. like some fun, like some Paula Abdul, like synth pop bass lines coming oh, into. Okay. It's fun. 
It's a good yeah. album, honestly. Is it, is it like have Forever Your Girl level? Or is it? It's it's like Forever Your Girl, Paula Abdul mixed with Paramore. Love that. Is the best I can say. If anybody out there has not heard Forever Your Girl by, by Paula Abdul, please so do yourself good. a favor. So good. Please do yourself a favor and put that on every summertime playlist that you have uh, coming up. Man. Okay, so that album is so good. Are we doing the samples now or are we doing that later? We can throw one in now. You want to throw a little Haley Williams sample in there? Yeah, let's play uh, Simmer for uh, for the fans at home. That's the first track on the album, by the way. This is Simmer from Pedals for Armor by Haley Williams. Check it out. Love it. H is it in my veins? Feel it in my face when So that was Simmer by Haley Williams. Um, it's a fun track. I think that speaks for itself. Uh, song <laughs> of the Summer potential for sure. Absolutely. You know, I, I got to be honest. I was. I don't know if we discussed this in our Guilty Pleasures episode or not, but I was never. I was never huge on on Paramore, but I liked that. Oh, I think it came up. <laughs> <laughs> a, a bit of a contentious subject within the group. Uh, some internal conflict there. But yeah, it's an excellent pick. Excellent. Pick. Thank you. How about yourself? What have you been getting uh, into? I've got there's there's quite a few that I got listed out here. Um, there's there's been some good albums in terms of like full albums. There was the new Car Seat Headrest album, which I liked a lot. Uh, I don't know if you've ever gotten into them before, Josh, but they're like uh, I know you're familiar with the Strokes at least, kind of on a surface level. Uh, it's they kind of have like a similar sound to that in terms of kind of the like lo-fi vocals with the kind of lower energy delivery you know mm-hmm. um but it's more of like experimental indie rock um but this album they they throw a little bit of a an electronic flair in there too uh which mm-hmm. is an interesting um interesting take on it they're um this one's called making a door less open that's the name of the album uh, I'm a big fan. Their 2016 album, uh, Teens of Denial, is still probably my favorite from them. I don't think this one quite uh, quite Ooh, surpasses it, but still very good. Uh, there's also a new album from Starfucker, uh, which that is spelled S-T-R-F-K-R for those who are unfamiliar. Uh, but their album Future Past Life came out pretty recently, and that is very good. If you're a fan of Phoenix... Uh, you'll definitely love this. Very similar. <laughs> That's the best thing you can aim for. Yes, which is a true high, high compliment. <laughs> a very high compliment. We love Bankrupt. That was on uh, hashtag Brad's Vinyl Wall for a little while. It was. And if you're like, this band name sounds familiar, it's because it is. <laughs> if you were like in any way listening to indie music in like 2010s, early 2010s, you know the song Ronald Gregory Erickson the second. You know yeah. that song. Banger song. Uh, also yeah. big shout out to their Girls Just Wanna Have Fun cover. 
So good. Um, <laughs> so good. Really incredible stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play a little snippet of uh, some Starfucker. This one's called The Second Hand. Go we'll for give it. Give a listen. You Second Hand by Starfucker. Uh, also, big shout out to their Spotify little moving background things. Oh yeah, love, I was just gonna say, very very one. cool. Oh yeah, there's like some like ladybugs going on, and like uh-huh. it's like a real psychedelic uh, type thing. Really great to look at when you're driving. Uh, just go yeah, ahead and mount that up on your dashboard. Definitely recommend that. Yeah, so you can just you know really really get in the groove of the song. You know what? Uh, the first like little riff on there sounds just like um, Phoenix's song "Just Because of You" or J Boy. Okay. A little in it, in it, in it, in it. Like uh, yeah. it just it triggers okay. something in my brain where I'm like, was that? <laughs> it's yeah. So even more of the Phoenix parallel. <laughs> Again, it's it's a great band to sound yeah. similar to. High compliment. I love um, the album art on this too. It's so oh, fascinating. It's fantastic. It's yeah, the whole thing has like this really great kind of like psychedelic synthy vibe to it. It's, it's good stuff, folks. Um, and then what else is there? There was also speaking of the strokes and car seat headrest, there was a new strokes album called The New Abnormal, mm-hmm. which uh, is kind of, you know, very appropriate album title for the uh, current circumstances. Everybody loves to talk about like the new normal. Uh, but the strokes were like, we're going to switch it up a little bit. It's the new abnormal. Try this one on for size. Try this one on for size. Yeah. This um, kind of messed with me a little bit. I, I can no longer refer to the album. Is this it by the strokes as the blue and yellow album? Cause now there's, <laughs> there's another one, you know, it's kind of throwing me off. They're switching it up. Yeah. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised by this album because their previous album was, was not that great. Uh, but they took quite a while off. I believe it was um, seven like, years since Come Down Machine came out. Yep, 2013. Um, so, yeah, there's some, this, this is a little bit of a return to form for them, uh, in my opinion. But at the same time, it's not like they're just falling back on their old sound that they know everyone loves. It's still kind of a nice change of pace. Um, definitely At The Door stands out as probably my favorite from the album. Uh, it was one of their lead singles, which I'm not crazy about the trend of bands releasing their best songs as the lead singles. And then, you know, going from there, I like to I like to be a little surprised. And I also can't help myself from listening to the, the singles when they come out because I have no self control. Oh, I mean, obviously I have none. Um, I need to listen to this like through, I think I've just listened to like a couple. It's good stuff. It's very good stuff. Um, I was listening to uh Time Crisis, like last week, I think they were talking about the strokes pretty in depth. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't realize that they were like basically like in their 30s when they kind of started breaking out. Like they were just like making music just for themselves for like seven years or something (laughs) like that. And we're like, I guess we can like release this. I guess we'll get in the studio since we've had seven years to really work on this. Um, 
But yeah, uh, speaking of releasing the best song before your album and then kind of <laughs> stacking the rest of it with a couple of I wonder of where this is going. <laughs> we have a new Drake album. <laughs> this is your number one unbiased Drake news source, right? Yeah. Here. Purely objective takes on the, on the latest Drake album. This is Dark Lane demo tapes, uh, which is basically Drake labeling something as not an album so that he can get away with putting some hot garbage on there and then saying, oh, no, no, it was, you know, this one, it was a demo tape. It wasn't. Bro, just a demo, bro. Just a demo, bro. Chill out. Why are you, why are you taking this? Oh, you, think I, you think I'd make an album like this, bro? Come on. Bro, demo um, tapes. Come on. Unless you like it, then it's an uh, album. Unless it suddenly becomes critically acclaimed, which this one has not been. Uh, <laughs> so it's not just us saying it. I'm so surprised that the album where the most popular song is 2C Slide has not won a Grammy nom yet. Have we even mentioned 2C Slide on the show yet? I don't know how I haven't. Is it even worth mentioning? Like, is there anything that we can say about this song that hasn't been said? I have a fun story. Um, I'm in this, like, Teams chat at work with, like, a, like probably, like, 15 people at this point. I don't really remember. Maybe less. Maybe, like, 10. Yeah. But a uh, friend of the show, Greg, was saying, you have thoughts on the new Drake album? And I was like, I don't think anybody wants my real thoughts on the Drake Greg, album. Greg was baiting you. He was like, I know Josh is going to bite you know, on right, the and sinker. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you know, you don't want that. And then <laughs> you people were gassing me up. They're like, you know, you know, go in there, you know, tell us the truth. You know, what do you think? And then I just said it was an insult to music, basically. Oh, uh yeah. slide is truly one of the most hot garbage songs it's maybe, not even a good of the decade dance. it's not even a good dance like it's bad yeah let me go ahead and pull up some lyrics here and the best part about it is that it, it literally like it reads like parody like it, it reads <laughs> like it was made as a, a joke like someone's like let's like make up the worst possible dance song and then just pretend that it's drake Here's, here's the chorus for you, for anybody who's managed to successfully avoid the song uh, up until now. And again, this these are the real lyrics. This is not us clowning on Drake. It go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way, we about to slide A. Can't let this one slide. A. 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 Oh my god! Hey. Like okay, so obviously this is TikTok bait, right? And it, it worked perfectly because it's an easy one for the people that are not so coordinated to pull off, which yeah. is important. Even even I can morality. do right foot slide, left foot slide, which is saying a lot. That's um, like a grandparents move. That's like it's like <laughs> he made a modern day like cha cha slide, but it's not good. I like the cha cha slide. It's we've entered this new dark era of. TikTok becoming the main like commercial platform to get songs a billion views. Right left foot slide. And the worst part is, is that there's a couple songs that I've heard on TikTok oh, that I, are I, I know it's damn good. catchy. I know you, yeah. uh, Super Lonely for you. Has super been, like, Lonely. I, okay, get us in the comments here. I need to know how to pronounce this artist's name. It's B-E-N-E-E. Is it Benny? Is it Beignet? Beignet. <laughs> I don't know, but I love the Super Lonely is like my favorite song. We got a new and track by Beignet. It doesn't line up with pretty much anything else I listen to, except maybe Billie Eilish. 
but it's like a true it, top 40s bait like pop banger but it has gus dapperton featured so that's what i think first drew me in yeah and I, you know what happened this is how it, this is how it happened was it jay i was Kind of. I, I was, I think I was, I found it on my own Spotify page because I listened to Gus Dapperton a little bit. On the Discover Weekly coming like, through. Yeah, I think it popped up. I was like, oh, the release Gus radar. Yeah. Nice. I click it. I'm like, okay. This is, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. And then I'm like, yo, Jay, you're going to, I don't know if you're going to like this, but I just found this song and it's so catchy. And I play it for him. He goes, oh, that's all over TikTok. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. and that wasn't the first time that's happened. Like that same week. I was listening to the new weekend album when it mm. came out and I was oh, like, yeah. yo, this finding light song is kind of, kind of popping. I was like, Jay, have you heard this? And he goes, Oh, that's also on TikTok." Uh-huh. I like, well, I guess I'm a tastemaker for TikTok as well. I think it but also speaks great. that like, we're getting older that we're behind the curve. <laughs> oh yeah. We're behind already now. It's... 24 years old and we're already behind. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, no one gets worse. And then there's that Say So song by Doja Cat is also very, very catchy. <laughs> that is the funniest story I've ever heard. Oh, my God. That might be a little uh, a little racy for our... It might be. It might be. No, but there, there's some backstory about why that one won number one. Uh, let you do a little Twitter research on that. You'll love it. Um, so speaking of TikTok bait. There was also an Amigo song that came out. I haven't heard this one yet. I'm afraid to. I, this was failed. I don't think anybody took the bait on this one. Uh, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a song called Taco Tuesday by Amigos. And this is this song clocks in at a solid minute 36. Now, again, if you have like three rappers, right, in Amigos, that's not... A minute 36 is like one verse. from. That should be like one verse from one of you, right? This is clearly like, all right, minute 36, TikToks are like 45 seconds max. We can almost stuff our whole song into one TikTok. Let's go ahead and throw it in there. See if it sticks. And it did not stick. It's a terrible song. Um, feel free to skip that one. Um, is it just like an audio rip of LeBron saying Taco Tuesday and then they like rap on it? Or is it that something That would be else? an improvement. Um, <laughs> go ahead. You know what? I'll do, a, I'll do a quick number crunch. I'll pull up some lyrics on this. Okay. I'm uh, excited for this. This is rough. I could probably read through the entire thing in like 45 seconds. Let's see. Taco Tuesday by Migos. Only 66K views on, uh, on Genius. That's, uh, that's rough. It's low for Migos. So, uh, yeah, we have the chorus here. It says, Taco Tuesday, I got the cheese, she tasting the Kool-Aid. Migos ad-lib, taco. Taco. Migo the plug, Guadalupe, ad-lib, Bert. Bert. She gonna do what the group say, comprende? Caliente, uh, she get the bag, but she gotta get it ten ways. Um, it's... That sounds that like, like Amigos parody as well. Yeah, it's we've entered a, a strange timeline of where like artists have begun to self-parody at alarming rates. Um, before we get too far away from the Drake album, I will say I will concede, D4L and Demons. Those are hits. I won't. I won't. Which, I can't deny it. Which one has Young Thug on it? That's D4L. That's one I like. D4L's got Thug and Future on it. But I like it just I just like hearing Young Thug on that one. I, I like hearing Young like Thug on just about anything at this point. He's he's fun. I, I don't he's a fun one. That young thug. He's you know so <laughs> youthful. 
He really brings a nice energy. I gotta be honest, the first time I heard Young Thug, I really, really hated him. I, I think it was Lifestyle. I heard Lifestyle and I was like, oh, what is this? And then you heard Lifestyle 50 more times. And then enough times downtown at the bars, I heard Lifestyle to where I was like, all right, you know what? I can get behind this. <laughs> Just completely unintelligible. I love, I love it. I don't know what it is, but I love it. It's It's a classic. Um, and then there's also <laughs> the last shout out for this Drake album, uh, pain 1993 features perhaps the worst verse I have ever heard from playboy Cardi. Like his voice is so pitched up. He's like, it's beyond baby mode. It's like, he's in like fetus mode. Like this is, <laughs> yo, playboy went fetus mode on this one. It's, it's bad. It's rough. Um, Again, and Playboy Cardi, of course, has promised that his new album is coming out like every Friday for the past six weeks, and it hasn't. Um, but I think that's a that's a trend for like the on. past four years. I think. Um, anyways, don't listen to Drake's album. Listen, listen to the three hits. It's the same thing with the past four Drake albums. Listen to the three hits, and don't waste your time with the rest. It's uh, what's unfortunate about this like mixtape version of an album, like a demo album that he has put out. At least on. What was the that one, the black and blue one came out like four years ago? Oh, more life. Yeah, more life. At least more life had like passion fruit and nice for what this one has like duds. I mean, even the good stuff isn't like close to that, wasn't it? Uh, Maybe it was (laughs) nice for what was like the one or two good tracks before Scorpion. And then I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up right now on Scorpion. So it would guarantee what am I thinking of? You're okay, thinking of Passion Fruit. You're probably thinking of uh, Portland. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm on yeah. the wrong album. Okay. <laughs> I think I get Passion Fruit, Sacrifices is actually pretty good. It's Glow pretty good. with Kanye. Oh, well, because of that. Ice Melts. Ice Melts with Young Thug. Okay. More Life has like, you know, four or five good songs, but it's yeah. a 22 song album. Hour and 20 minutes of. Nobody needs to listen to Drake hour, for an hour, hour of filler. Nobody. Okay. I don't even want to talk about Scorpion, honestly. It's not worth talking about. <laughs> nice for what is the only Nice for what is the only song I have saved off Scorpion. God's plan is like I liked it a lot when it came out, but man, did that get just beat into the ground with how much it got played? Yeah, Scorpion was also an hour and a half. Hot garbage. Double album, more like. I forgot about Care Package. Yeah. I wonder how I forgot about Care Package. <laughs> hour and a half. Care Package was an hour and a half. Hour nineteen. Oh God. How does he do it? How does he keep doing hey, it? Airplane demo only forty nine minutes though. Maybe he's kind of taking some some pointers. Thank God, <laughs> it's about time. I will say though, I'm a views fan. I love views. You are, I know most people don't. Your your view. I you know this, but I've maintained that uh, if you're reading this is too late was probably his last best full album. Um, even even that he tried to like brand as a a mixtape. Yeah. Even like what a time to be alive isn't even close to if you're reading this is too late. No, that's still yeah. got some good songs, but yeah, you know, speaking of collab albums with future, I really want a future young thug full collab album. Oh, wait, no, they had one, and, didn't they? <laughs> they probably did. I don't, it, honestly. Uh, let me pull that up. I think they had one. I might be totally off here. Maybe uh, did Doug have one with somebody else? Yeah, it was super slimy. And actually I don't remember it being super memorable. <laughs> so maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. I want one now. After hearing D4L, maybe I need to like go back and listen to Super Slimy. But after hearing Just D4L and that chemistry, I'm like, catalog. maybe get back in there together. Yeah. 
Um, wow, I look like an idiot now. And I'm not even going to take it out. I'm just going to have to own that one. That's my bad. <laughs> look, this was from 2017, which in music is like, might as well be two decades ago. It's true. Um, so again, I'm just making excuses, but it's fine. Um, so there was also a couple more quick newbies. There was a, a single from the Scots, uh, which is Travis Scott and Kid Cudi together, which I guess and by the name, it seems like they're going to have like a group or something like this. Is Stormy on a hook? Was Stormy on the hook? Yeah, we get Stormy on the hook. Get Stormy. Yeah, I think she's producing actually. <laughs> oh, that sounds like her. Yeah, she's she's more of like a back end type thing. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, her production is off the charts. It's incredible. <laughs> Uh, I, th- I'm, I think she might get to like the Mike Dean level uh, eventually. Right. And speaking of, she's definitely an apprentice right now. Yeah, she's definitely she's learned a lot. Uh, she's got some good ties there between Kanye and Mike Dean and, and Travis. And, you know, she's definitely got producer in the future. Um, there was also a Mike Dean album called 420, which came out on 420, and That's it's true. like this. Uh, the way I like to describe it is if you took the Pablo tour interlude music. And you combined it with the Stranger Things main theme and you stretched it out over like an entire album. It's that. It's, it's pretty good. It's, yeah. a, it's a great like hunker down and get some work done album. Right. Because there's no lyrics. It's all instrumental. But it's like the super synth heavy Mike Dean guitar experience. It's fantastic. I like it a lot. Um, and we might even have to have like an episode dedicated to this one further down the line. But there was an, a, a Dylan song, a Bob Dylan song that we have not talked about. Murder oh, yeah. Most Foul, so which good. if you haven't heard of this, it is a 17-minute long, long song about the JFK assassination. It's uh, so good, though. I mean, I've listened to it like on repeat a couple of times. Like, I'm, <laughs> I love it. I think this song may have been tailor-made for us because it's, it's 17 it's Bob minutes Dylan long. talking about JFK. Bob Dylan jfk conspiracies for 17 minutes straight and he go he goes into like some deep stuff he's he's talking about like the oh, magic yeah. bullet he calls out he talks about like a demonic sacrifice and like the age of the new world order coming in it's 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 intense and it's like it's i mean it's bob dylan so obviously like the songwriting is all is like incredibly well done like yeah. it's i mean but it's talk so about good. subject matter for, for a 17 minute long like acoustic he, piano he name drops the Sapruder film like he named, <laughs> he he did some research. You know he, he mean, was he was in Wikipedia no, articles. There's no chorus to make this song 17 minutes. I mean, it is literally it's just all, a new ver new word yeah. every time. It's like stream of consciousness. There's like he drops you know obviously the title of the song kind of sporadically um, throughout it, and that's that's like really the only structure to it. But if you like Dylan, nothing gets better than a 17 minute long JFK assassination Dylan song. I mean, it's so good. Let me just read you the first like opening line. Uh, it's <laughs> Twas a dark day in Dallas, November 63, a day that will live on in infamy. President Kennedy was a riding high. Good day to be living and a good day to die. Being led to the slaughter like a sacrificial lamb. <laughs> he said, wait a minute, boys. You know who I am? Of course we do. I switch back. We know who you are. Of course. Then they blew off his head while he was still in the car. And that's like the first verse. And yeah. literally there's like 15 to 30 more. I don't even know. It's it, like, yeah, it only gets more intense from there on out. So good. I love him. Um, but that's, I think that's, that is about it in terms of the new stuff I've been listening to. Is there anything we forgot on your end? 
No, I think that's it. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, feel free to message us if you have any input yeah. of what we should listen to instead. Right. If we missed anything, like perhaps a 2017 Young Thug future collab album. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I caught that before the episode ended. I would have felt really embarrassed if I just... Yeah, that would have been pretty rough. I just went on without realizing that they already had one. The feet pick stands would have been at your neck for that one. Yeah, man. Uh, the, the feet picks future stands, are, they'd be coming for me. It's a strong overlap. I'd have to turn private. They'd be they'd be coming after my social media. I'd get canceled. <laughs> um, but there's also like a couple of I've been I've been going through some oldies too. Um, oh, for I sure. so I've been going through some old stuff uh, as well as as the new. Um, you know that I've been doing a David Bowie best of playlist. True. Um, where that man's got like thirty albums I had to dive into. Uh, most of them great. Some of them are not listenable. <laughs> once you once you hit that amount of volume, it's pretty tough. I yeah, I was trying to listen to like old Neil Young, and like there's some stuff that's pretty tough to get through. Inevitably, you're gonna have some misses. Um, I'm gonna blame it on like the insane cocaine binges that he was going through on like the 80s. Uh, some of that 80s and 90s stuff is rough, uh, <laughs> like like really bad. Um, but yeah, then he gave us the Black Star or whatever. After yeah, that. and then he, he came back with Black Star, and like even like Heathens is another great album from later on in life. So it's like he he got his rhythm back towards the end. Um, and the th- I think the thing that surprised me most was his first album is like god awful. Like it's it's really bad. It's like this like I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's like if you think of like a British stereotype of like what kind of music a British person would be making. It's all like, my coat has 16 buttons, and it's it's really bizarre. Uh, but then, like, his album after that is Space Oddity, which is, like, a bona fide <laughs> slight, classic. I'm like, how, what happened? What what happened between these two albums that uh, that got you there? But Did he, like, was he famous after the first album? Or was he, like, kind of already in the scene when he made the first album? I have no idea. I don't because I can't see how he could have blown up after that first album because it's really bad. It had to have been that he just took off after Space Oddity, um, which, you know, is understandable because it is. That's, that's it makes sense. Right there. Um, but yeah, so as long as, you know, you're sticking to 60s, 70s, Bowie, maybe a gloss over 80s and 90s for for the most part, I'd say late 80s. Uh, there's you still got some good albums in the 80s. Uh, but the song that I keep going back to is uh, Teenage Wildlife. And that is, um, I forget off the top of my head what album that's from. Do a quick number crunch. Um, but yeah, I've been going through pretty much my go-to in the car these days. The rare times that I actually get to leave the apartment. Um, I've just been shuffling my my best of playlist. You're going to make fun of this. Uh, so it's uh, an album from 1980 called Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. And nice sprites. There it is. I knew as soon as Scary Monsters was mentioned, it's inevitable that you will say nice sprites. Hey, that's a softball. <laughs> really teed you up for that one. Uh, well, I'll give the I'll give the people a little snippet of that one, maybe. Uh, yeah, go a for little, it. A little fun inkling. Here is uh, "Teenage Wildlife" by David Bowie.
Teenage Wildlife by David Bowie. Uh, real 80s rock banger. Uh, 80s rock anthem for sure. It's got that like... Very, I love the guitar. Oh, yeah. Very tasteful guitar. Uh, the, the tasteful palette of the 70s and 80s, if you for will. Sure. Very tasteful. Uh, yeah, just a, just a nice nice little anthem from, from David Bowie. But you really can't go wrong um, with, with primetime Bowie. Um, and then there was also um, some Eagles, too. I know we have a mutual love for the Eagles. Or just, yep. Yeah. Uh, I do love the Eagles. Try and Love Again. Mm, off Hotel California. <laughs> this underground album, Hotel California, you probably never perhaps heard you, of it. Perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, pretty slept on, honestly. Um, Take yeah. It Easy, One of These Nights. <laughs> one of These Nights? Oh my God. That, wow. True. So true. good. Yeah, if, again, you know, obviously I'm, I'm kind of back on my dad rock between all the Zeppelin, Bowie, and... and it's important to, you know, cycle those in. It, you gotta have the foundation, you know. You gotta know where you came from. Gotta know the roots. That's right. Yeah. What about you? Any uh, any older tracks you've been spinning lately? This is like from like last week or so. I started listening to those like big albums from when we were in high school that kind of like molded us. <laughs> the fact, like, for better or for worse. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the, the stuff that got us away from listening to just the radio, Fair. which was very really like a big relief. Um, you had like. Two Door Cinema Club, Beacon, um, iconic. One of my favorite albums. I mean, so good. Like front to back, Beacon is all hits. Yeah, no skips on that one. No skips on that one. Uh, Foster the People, of Torches. Whatever you talk about, album. foundational albums that like molded your musical <laughs> <laughs> taste. Foster uh, the People always comes up. Foster the People's first two albums, I will just support. No matter what, he's after that. I don't know. I don't know yeah. where I stand. It's Maybe they'll bounce back. I hope they'll bounce back. But yeah. that first Foster the People album, if you haven't listened to more than just Pumped Up Kicks, throw it on because Pumped Up Kicks is the worst song on that album. I will say. <laughs> it's it's funny how it happens. It's like it used to be that the worst song on the album would be the most popular, and that's all you would hear on the radio. But now it's like. The only good song is the one you hear on the radio, and everything else is just. And you, you start to hate it, and you're like, yeah. "Okay, this is terrible." Yeah, and even even that becomes unbearable after a couple <laughs> weeks of it being in the top forties. Let's see. We also have uh, "Random Access Memories" by Daft Punk. Oh, another stop. Legitimate perfect album. Uh, I don't think you can really argue with that. You can try. I will I never forgive them for retiring after that. Like, how do you end? <laughs> So I mean, I, I get ending on a high note, but like, oh, I, I, I need more. I respect them for if they literally never release another thing with music just because yeah. it is it's a perfect album. Yeah. And they've been doing everything. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of electronic music, but Daft Punk like consistently is like the only one that can keep me engaged for like a full electronic song. I kind of tune out after like a minute of most electronic right. music, but... I mean, just like Giorgio by Marauder or whatever. Like, it's just him talking about it's, like it's this German. When I, was, man, yeah. <laughs> when I was a young boy, maybe 15, 16 years old. He's just talking about like playing shows at a discotheque and it becomes like this insane song. And we I put mean, a click. <laughs> the Moog Modular. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make like, why do I like, why do I like this? This doesn't line up with anything I listen to. But yeah. here I am. Hey. I mean, front to back, perfect. Love every song. 
Another Brad's vinyl wall. Uh, Another staple. one on Brad's vinyl wall. Staple. And then I also listened to uh, AM by Arctic Monkeys again. Really holds up well. Hits. For yeah. sure. Really good one. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we did, a, we did a little experimentation here. There was like this thing going around for a little while where people, you could analyze your most three, your top three listen to songs uh, during lockdown. I don't know the validity of the site because it didn't sound that accurate, but I I still accept the results. Yours was still a a solid list. I was still like, okay, I did listen to those good bits. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, There were certainly no surprises on mine. Uh, Again, number three was Eagles, Try and Love Again. Uh, Number two was Bowie, Teenage Wildlife, obviously. I've spoken to these already. Um, And then Life Worth Missing from the new Car Seat Headrest album uh, was my number one, which... Not surprised about. Um, and I guess I guess we can go ahead and do a little snippet of our number ones. Why not? Uh, let's, let's throw in a couple seconds here of, of Life Worth Missing by Carsey Tempest. Break down the door, it's yours for the taking. I held it back until you stopped asking. My eyes are blurred, the clock is ticking. I'm coming up short in a life worth nothing. I hear women. Life Worth Missing by Car Seat Headrest off their new album, Making a Door Less Open. Um, and I'd like to re- reiterate that uh, we'd love a radio job if anyone's got one for us. Yeah, uh, we, we missed our calling as, as radio hosts. Um, Even if know. no one's listening, it's still fun. Yeah, you know, especially since no one's listening because it's radio, so nobody's listening. <laughs> no one's on radio. Maybe we get a Sirius XM uh, gig out of this. If you anybody know, has any relatives of the serious offices, please send our contact info. If anyone knows Howard Stern, please send him a text message. Tell him to listen to feed pics. And, uh, you know, I think... Just plug in with Howard. I think we would be good friends. Maybe we need to text Joe Rogan, our podcast competitor. Maybe maybe Rogan will talk to Howard Stern to get us all out of the podcast game. Right, so because he, we pose such a threat to Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah, that way he gets to remain the dominant force in the podcast game, and then we can kind of take over radio from there. I think radio needs a new voice anyway, you know? You know, I mean, it's, it's time for a radio comeback. <laughs> I is. think radio is going to be huge uh, down the line here. You vinyl's know, back. I mean, who's to say look, radio doesn't? It's Vinyl's back. Obviously, CD is on its way back, of course. Everybody loves CDs. Everyone's nostalgic for CDs. Look, uh, go out and buy an, a very good-looking antique radio for your shelf next to your succulent plant. And just turn it on, and you can tune into us once we're on the radio. And it's yeah. perfect. AM you know, radio, no more, no more buying. Yeah, we're going to be on AM. It's going to be a little staticky. <laughs> you'll hear us. You'll, you'll be able to tell it's us. It's part of our lo-fi sound that we're going for. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, part it's of too the hard aesthetic. to get FM. FM music is so oversaturated these days. You know, people really want AM music. That reminds me of uh, of Hot Rod at the very end, how they, they're exclusively streaming the, the finale of Hot Rod where he jumps the buses on AM radio. <laughs> on radio. <laughs> Shout out Hot Rod. If you haven't seen Hot Rod, that movie is criminally underrated. Uh, I think it might still be on Netflix right now. I hope so. It was that movie did not deserve to flop at the box office. That is not nah, it's, it's got some classic quotes in there. It's like if you're if you're like real nostalgic for like early two thousands to mid two thousands Lonely Island stuff, you'll love 
that it's basically that and obviously that's josh's like that's josh's bag right there and so that's what i grew up on <laughs> it's formative the formative years spent with lonely island um but yeah life worth missing carsey headrest now that we're totally derailed from that i'm sure glad we're, we we were, we didn't miss out on that song guys <laughs> i tell you what um but yeah it's uh it's a, it's a nice little like a lot of their songs kind of have like this real build to them where it kind of starts off uh, with like a, kind of as a quieter delivery and it's like a simple building instrumental structure. And by the end, it kind of turns into this big giant uh, finale. I was, I was thinking um, just the top of my head, it was like kind of like, oh, that's kind of like a nice driving song. And then I put it together in my head, car seat headrest. And I look at the mm-hmm. album cover and it's like a motion blurred street lamp. <laughs> So really, <laughs> I guess yeah. it kind of, you know, maybe the undertones there uh, played into my Well, head. the story behind their name, I, I just read this the other day, actually, was that, um, what's his name? Will Toledo is the lead singer. Um, and he recorded the entire first album in his car because uh, he was embarrassed and he didn't want people to overhear him uh, <laughs> recording the, the lyrics. I like that. Uh, it's it's a pretty cool that. story. Um, and shout out to their first album, too. Their 2016 album and their first album uh, are both very good. So if you like and what you just heard, check out the rest of it. I might. Folks, this is a fun little uh, survival tidbit for you. Let's say you're listening to Feet Picks and you just start laughing so hard that you veer off the road into a river underneath you on a bridge. You can remove the head, the car seat headrest from your seat and use it to break the window and free yourself. So what you'll do... There's these two little clasps on both sides of the metal uh, prongs that go into the seat. Yes. Pinch those, and the seat, he- the, the, the car seat headrest just lifts right out, and you can just bash it on the window to get out. That's a survival tip from a real-life Eagle Scout, folks. That's so right, you, kid. You know you can take it out. I've driven multiple cars off multiple bridges just trying to <laughs> test it out. So that's how you yeah, after Josh has been on like his last six drug benders and he's veered off the road, it's worked for him five out of six times. The fifth time was a little, yeah. ooh, that was a little hairy, but uh, the other times. You can't save me, but. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's good stuff. What were your uh, what were your top three, Joshua? Oh, well, I had, these don't really surprise me that much, I'll be honest, but the first one is PDLIF by Bonnie Vare. It's called, it really, it stands for Please don't live in fear. And it he released it, I guess, as part of like a quarantine set. Um, it was like the album art looked like it was like episode one, I think, was on this one. So maybe he has plans Ooh. for future stuff in this vein. But although I didn't I, think I looked to it like a ton, but I guess when it came out, I probably streamed it like the whole day. So that might have been why. I feel like the big trend in music is that people love to put volume one or episode one on a track and never, ever follow it up. Um, looking at you, Calvin Harris with funk wave bounces, still waiting for volume two. Um, Maybe he's working on it. Who knows? Look, this summer, I could do with another funk wave bounces album. People need funk wave bounces volume two. That's that's a fact. That's a fact. It's just, it has to happen. My next song, this is a good one. It's uh, called I'll, I apostrophe LL, Be Around by The Spinners. And it's like an old like R&B soul banger. I was going to uh, say, I don't think I've heard of The Spinners, but that would explain why. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's just like, it's a, you got to dance to it. It's that type of song. Highly recommend checking that one out. Do I'll Be Around by The Spinners. Let's go for it. Why not? Let's do it. This is I'll Be Around by The Spinners. Check it out. Tomorrow, our grace will 
I'll be around by the spinners. And Brad just pointed out to me on the Spotify page, <laughs> they, there is a genius lyrics pop-up that comes up for this song. So Very rare. you don't see that too often for let me look. When did this actually yeah. come out? I'll say I within the first five seconds of me starting that song, I was hooked. Like it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I found it on um this probably won't surprise many people either, but I follow these like 1970s music inspo accounts on like <laughs> on Instagram and it'll play like little video clips of like live shows these guys did. Ooh. And like this one popped up and I was like, ooh, okay, what's this called? And then, All right. up, and then now it's my top third <laughs> quarantine song. So funny how it happens. And then my last quarantine top three lockdown song is Bright Morning Stars by Bonnie Light Horseman. I know Oaks, if you're Horseman. Yeah, it was it was a yeah. popular uh choice for the top three quarantunes. Uh I've been, I've been spinning the little Bonnie Light Horseman. Um uh, you so, weren't the only one. It was like we have a, a different music group chat with some some pals, and that was a frequent yeah. uh <laughs> frequent showing. It's it's just like right up our alley. I mean, it's like we have let me just in case you don't know, I'll give a little background on the band. So lead singer. I guess not lead singer, but lead singer um, is Eric D. Johnson. And he's like the lead singer of Fruit Bats. You probably oh, a few picks callback. A, a few Bats. picks. Yeah. A few picks shout out. Yeah. So he's in there. Then there's a guy named Josh Kaufman, who is also I think he does like instrumentals and production for like the National and some other bands in that vein. I don't remember the rest of them by name, but yeah. Um, Pretty and then uh, another singer songwriter, Anais Mitchell. She's like pretty well known folk singer in that. I think she had like a play or something like that. That was pretty okay. famous. That She like scored and wrote maybe Ooh. or was maybe it was based off of her album. I think that was anyway. I'm she's pretty well, type, uh... well connected as well. Yeah. So basically they like they take like old folk songs that are like so old that there's not like it's not written by someone. It's like just word of mouth passed down. True. They, folk take, songs. they take those and they've like kind of mashed up their own lyrics like into them and like done different like musical arrangements. It's really fascinating to listen to. Um, you might recognize a few like, you know, phrases if you listen to a lot of folk stuff that are kind of commonplace, but as many of the youth do. Uh, yeah, I know our listeners are pretty well versed. Uh, the deep forties and fifties folk scene. Um, yeah. So, I kind of want to play a snippet of this one too. Um, it's called Bright Morning Stars and it features friend of the show, Justin Vernon on there. Long time pal. I mean, it's so, if you don't have an emotional reaction to this, I don't know what else will get you there. I'll be Unsubscribe. If you, if you do not shed a tear, never tune in ever again. We don't want you. All right. Here is a sample from Bright Morning Stars by Bonnie Light Horseman. Enjoy. Bright morning stars are Rising, bright morning stars are rising. Bright morning stars are rising. They 
shaken. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> chills. I mean, I've heard it a thousand times and I still got chills. <laughs> the, the a thousandth time hits way harder than the first time. It's, it's, I mean, I don't want to know the actual number because it's probably not that far. <laughs> There's a reason why it's, well, was this number one or number three for you? Uh, let me pull up the actual screenshot. I don't remember. No. I feel like it was number bad. three. Top three, regardless. Yeah, it was number three, but the Bonnie Vera one was number one, and I don't think that's accurate. No, oh, okay. But, I mean, that album is, like, again, perfect front to back. Yeah. If you get familiar with that song, just know that I can perfectly harmonize with the bright morning stars when I'm in the car. So uh, if you ever want to experience that, uh, just reach out. Josh can go toe for toe with <laughs> with bright morning stars. It's known. I mean, everybody knows it. Oh man, good stuff. Well, uh, I think that uh, I think that about does it for us today. Yeah, I think uh, that's hopefully oh, yeah. Uh, for all of your long car rides during quarantine, uh, you you have plenty of recommendations now uh, for you know your ten minute drive to the store and back, um, or you know maybe you're working in the home office and uh, you need a, a little background noise. Um, but you know. That's what we're here for, baby. Just a little background noise for you while you're in the home office. Your background noise. (laughs) That's probably what people are listening to uh, right now. Everybody's pity listening to feet pics. This background noise. They're muted on a Zoom call right now, uh, listening to feet pics in the background. (laughs) Honestly, just put put feet pics on and turn your phone volume off and just leave your phone charging. Yeah. It's it's pretty simple. We don't overnight. Uh, go ahead and hit that like loop one feature on right. Spotify. Pick an episode, boost the numbers for us. You know, yeah, simple you know. stuff. It's it's kind of your you know civic duty to do so as as a feed picks listener. Um, anyways, folks, stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Please wear a mask if you're going to be in public. Um, you know. The, the virus does not know that the economy is reopening. And he, I don't think he cares, frankly. I think, I think he's actually overjoyed. He's pretty, he uh, likes it. I think he's pretty satisfied that the economy is reopening. And uh, everybody knows that the economy will protect us from the virus. So no <laughs> need for a mask. Uh, anyways, folks, Josh and Brad signing off. We love you. We love you. <laughs>